This podcast is part of the No Phony Podcast Network, the home of independent awesomeness. Whether it was created before us or after that, right? we just take it. And we're, make it better, as you say. You we're like say. the pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Once again, it's time for the idiots. An objective defense of the 80s. From a couple of idiots. Welcome back to another episode of The Idiots, an objective defense of 1980s pop culture from a couple of idiots. My name is Will, and joining me as always is my friend and my co-host, Ray! Hello, how are you today? I am feeling great, as well as feeling very grateful uh, during this Thanksgiving season. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving in the 1980s. Our recollections, our memories, uh, our traditions from then that may have carried over to today. And a little later on, we'll be thanking you, the listener, as well as the many guests we've had on the show so far. But before all of that, let's get caught up on a Thanksgiving edition of 80s News. Let's talk about 80s news. And I know you had some special Thanksgiving-related items you wanted to go through. Yeah, I figured since we normally do, you know, what's going on currently, I'm going to tie traditions back to the 1980s. So that's going to be my 80s news today. Very good. So I'm going to go all the way back to 1940s. Whoa! Going way back in the time machine We're going to have to be the 40s. Yes. Um, Well, it eventually ties into the 80s. So here you go. The president lets a turkey go. Doesn't cook it. Because the president always gets turkey. So there's a big argument going on as to who was the first president to officially pardon a turkey. I have no idea. It goes all the way back. I mean, Kennedy did one, Truman, all these guys. But there's no proof until in 1982. Wow. Ronald Reagan is the first president to officially pardon a turkey. And do you know why? Because he thought it would be funny and deflect attention away from Oliver North and the Iran-Contra affair. Wow, you tied that back to so many things. I did. Including our appearance on Dueling Decades. Yeah, and George H.W. Bush right. made it an official thing in 1989. I, you know, I would have suspected, like you were saying, that this had been an official thing even. You're saying that it probably happened for a lot longer than the 1980s, but... Without the yep. official proclamations. I had no idea it was so recent. I mean, it seems yeah. recent well, to us. Yeah. To us, it seems recent, but yeah. uh, to other people, that's like ancient history. <laughs> it seems recent because we're always focused on the 80s. Yeah. Also, in 80s okay. news, <clears throat> Lucky's in Newport Beach, California, 1988. Okay. A young grocery store employee named Derek sees his manager chucking turkeys down the aisle to the other guy to put it in the display case. It's always a Derek. The manager hits a soda bottle, knocks it over by accident. Derek has now invented frozen turkey bowling in the grocery store. Wait a second. I didn't even know this was a thing. What is this? It uh, it is an American tradition that on Thanksgiving, grocery stores will allow people to bowl in the aisles for prizes. I have never heard this. Derek goes on to be the commissioner of the Poultry Bowlers Association, and they have such awesome things as... The Gobbler, which is three strikes. I'm so far now rejecting anything you say. (laughs) The Butterball, which is when it goes in the gutter. (laughs) The Wishbone, which is the 710 split. Of course. And obviously the Foul Line is still the Foul foul Line. line. Sure, spelled a little differently. So thanks, Derek, for creating that uh, American institution of fun. Or American, 
Merkin. Yeah, yeah, Merkin. Now, come on. I don't believe any of that at all. I've never heard of this. Did you know about this before you found this story? Yes, I actually did, and that's why I looked it up. I've never been at a grocery store <laughs> doing <clears throat> things, and I've been there last minute getting, you know, a, something, a can well, of something. You had no problem believing in Lawn Chair Larry, but you don't think Frozen now Turkey Bowling? Now questioning Lawn Chair... Now, wait a second. Now you've just cast a shadow of doubt on the whole Lawn Chair Larry yeah. story. I never did check and make sure you didn't make that up. I didn't make it up. It's actually been on Drunk History, too. Have you ever been in a grocery store and seen someone doing, what is it, frozen turkey bowling? No, but we've done it at work. Okay, I can see that. But I can't see, you know, a ShopRite, a Giant Eagle, a, you know... Giant Eagle does Uh, Actually, uh, Miss Ohio's done it in a Giant Eagle as recent as 2006, I think. Wow, okay. It might even be more recent than that. When I go to the grocery store, I'm going to ask, when are we doing the frozen turkey bowling? I think you should get on it because you should get out there with your idiot's gear and, okay. and get on camera. I think we should just go and pull a frozen turkey. Yeah, I don't know what the rules are, how you play, but obviously we got to get a frozen turkey. Well, you'd have to go to the uh, Poultry Bowlers Association site oh, and okay. get the official rules. Okay. The PBA, of course. Oh, obviously. Right. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so that's my number two story. Okay. And now we're going to the granddaddy of them all, the turducken. Okay. Now, this one's got, this is a big mess I'm about to tell. All right, you ready for this? Yes. Uh, The turducken is a chicken stuffed inside of a duck inside of a turkey. Hmm. Created by a Cajun chef named Paul Prudhomme. He claims to have invented it in the 1960s, introduced it to the public in 1970s, and officially trademarked and copyrighted in 1986. You know, I've heard of this before. I've never eaten it. Have you ever eaten one of these things? No. Okay. But but, but it okay. sounds cool. Uh, okay. I'm going to disagree in a moment. All right. So anyways, this ties into another American institution. You ready for this? Okay. In 1920, the NFL started playing games on Thanksgiving. The sure. Lions in 1934 became an institution every year. Dallas Cowboys, 66. So... The Lions are the oldest. So we're traveling through time. We get to 1980. The Lions and Bears are the first overtime game on Thanksgiving. Everyone just thought, 17 to 17, yes. I wish wish we could tie a tiger in there somehow. Mm -hmm. I wish they would have. But but anyways, this is the first overtime in Thanksgiving history. It's 17-17. Okay. They do the kickoff in overtime. The Bears score on the opening kickoff of overtime. It's over in 13 seconds. This is results in the shortest overtime game in NFL history at the time. Wow. It happened on Thanksgiving. So you say at the time, do you know if someone's been faster than that? Uh, They must have because it says at the time. So it obviously gives away the the spoiler there. But um, so now we flash forward to the 1990s. Can we pause for a second? I'm still stuck on the turducken. You know, these kinds of things, and I feel like there's a few (laughs) other things like this where you stuff one animal inside of another, it seems, look, we already eat animals. Okay, I'm not a vegetarian, right? That's a little, seems barbaric already. But you take <laughs> one animal, and you shove it inside of another animal, and into a third animal? That seems yeah. like, you know, I don't know, you're going hey, against we, nature. We wrap steak in bacon. Uh, yeah, true. I, and so, I have had that. Sure. So, yeah, see? There I've you had go. bacon wrapped yeah, uh, yeah, scallops, <laughs> scallops too. Yeah, hypocrite. Maybe it's because you know we're talking about like four legged animals. Sticking one four legged animal, a turkey's two legged. One four, what is it? Turducken. Okay, so turducken. it's right, two birds and it is yeah, three a birds. Chicken. Oh, it's three birds. It's a deboned chicken shoved inside of a deboned duck shoved inside of a deboned turkey. Yeah, that, that seems horrible, man. Yeah. Well, that's because you're like skinny and don't eat anything. <laughs> I eat food. So anyways, flash forward to the 1990s. John mm-hmm. Madden and Pat Summerall are doing the Thanksgiving uh, games for the NFL now. Okay. 
and John Madden. What does he introduce to the broadcast in the 1990s on Thanksgiving Day? Madden football. The turducken. Oh, turducken. This is yes. all tied together. Yes, we, I'm tying this the whole... This is all a turducken story? This is just all a turducken story. More tur- This is just turducken news. Deet, deet, but, deet, but deet. the NFL is a huge part of Thanksgiving. Sure. And so is now the turducken. Wow. So that's how I'm tying it all together. So we, okay. So we have Madden to thank for the... The introduction, everyone, yes, uh, for everyone knowing what the turducken the is. How many ant... Look, eating one animal at a time is really barbaric. Eating two is, would be ter- a terrible miscarriage of justice. But three? That's... It's if beyond the, gluttonous. It's just something wrong with it. If the turkey didn't want to get eaten, he'd start running. You know, here we go. Do you ever see a turkey start running when they come at him? No, he just stands there. And you just, know what? Look, I don't have a problem with eating the turkey. I eat turkey every Thanksgiving. But he, you know what would make it okay? If what? the turkey had... If, wait, back up a step. If the duck had swallowed the chicken in a fair fight, <laughs> and then the turkey <laughs> ate the duck. All right, now we're talking about a meal. Okay, well, if that makes you... If that helps you sleep at night, that's how it yep. happens. I am a terrible sleeper anyway. That's not going to get me by. <laughs> and that's what I have for uh, for 80s news, I guess. Dun, 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 dun. Ack. So that was 80s news. And a special edition of 80s news. And you did a great job tying so much to the 80s. Um, so today we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving, because as we mentioned at the top of the show, there's so many things that we're grateful for normally, and especially grateful for in connection with uh, our show. So we'll be thanking some of you uh, a little bit later on. And thanking our guests as well. But before that, we wanted to talk about Thanksgiving in the 1980s. Our recollections, what made mm-hmm. it so darn special and better than your Thanksgiving if you grew up in another decade? Huh. That's kind of rude, but... I know. Whenever I start, you know, I automatically feel like I'm defending myself against some uh, Gen Zer or millennial or... Well, eventually, I think next year, we're going to have on a millennial to tell us what Thanksgiving is like for them growing up. Hmm. So we can compare it to this year's. Okay, yeah. And if there's any still alive, we'll get a boomer in. Oh, gosh. So many controversial things you've said. <laughs> okay, boomer. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, and since we don't have any of those, what we're going to do is just broadly speculate about how terrible their Thanksgivings are compared to ours. Yes, for this year, they just get terrible Thanksgivings, and we get good ones until yes. next year when we talk to them. So they got a yes. whole year to prep for this show. Right, so how you can have... Or, you know what, you have a few weeks, or you have a few days left before Thanksgiving. You can make your Thanksgiving awesome, millennial, or Gen Zer, and then next year you have something to brag about. True. And maybe they'll learn from us right now all the stuff that they should make adjustments to to have a more 80s-like and better, oh, yeah. therefore, better Thanksgiving. Oh, that's awesome. It's like a Halloween party where it's set in the 80s. Yeah. You guys can all have an 80s-themed Thanksgiving. Okay. So get on the phone with everybody you know yeah. and let them know they have to come dress like the 80s, bring mm-hmm. the dishes. Yeah. All right. And a few so, other things we're going to touch on will have you make adjustments that'll make it more like 80s and yeah. therefore better. I like this idea. Okay, cool. So I know you found a list that we're going to use to discuss some of the 80s specific Thanksgiving traditions uh, that we celebrated. But before that, I wanted to ask you some just threshold questions about uh, Thanksgiving in the 1980s. Like, um, wh- where did you usually celebrate Thanksgiving? It seems like these days, to me, in my experience, families are more spread out, friends are more spread out, so uh, groups don't necessarily gather the way in the 1980s. My recollection is, you know, one member of the family, for the most part, would have some giant feast in the 1980s, mm-hmm. and people would gather there. How, what, what do you remember? Yes, we always congregated at my grandparents' house for Thanksgiving. So that was, we got in the car, we drove there, it was, it's like 25 minutes away, it's in Cleveland, so we live in the suburbs. So anyways, you get in the car... You hear Alice's Restaurant on the way there, yes, obviously. of course. And um, then you get there, 
and they have the table, and the food is just everywhere on the table. So by the time you arrived, the food was already made? It's all, yeah, it's already coming out, because my grandparents, they would just start cooking. Right. You ate when you got there. Right. Whether you got there at noon or 5 o'clock, everything was already there, and you just ate what you wanted. My recollection is, and maybe, and you know, this, I got to tell you, this holiday, unlike Halloween, it's really, there's certain things that leap out to me that we'll talk about, and other things I had to really sort of strain my memory to think, what was this like? Including this. You say mm-hmm. you arrived and the food was ready. I feel like no matter when we arrived, the food was never ready. You know, you always, you're starving, you're snacking on whatever, hopefully there's some kind of, you know, potato chips or vegetables or something to snack on. But otherwise, that turkey never seems to be getting done. It still needs another half hour. I can kind of relate to that now, now that we cook it, you know, that idea that things aren't exactly ready yet. But I remember going to these Thanksgiving since being starving and starving for a while. Um. But I guess the good news is also like in the 80s, since we were kids, you know, you would, for me, it was an opportunity to see family I wouldn't necessarily see, you know, throughout the year very often, like my cousins. Mm -hmm. And so you would be able to go off and play and do the different things together. Okay. So you want to uh, turn to that list now? And then um, I have a few things I want to add to it once we uh, get through through the seven items on there. I found this article Mm -hmm. by Katie Bingham-Smith, who is a part of the Scary Mom thing. Yep. Um, it's called Seven Reasons Why Thanksgiving Was Just Better in the 80s. Right. And this does, this is a fantastic representation of how you can fix your Thanksgiving. Right. This year. This year. You can get on <laughs> this right now. Right. And the first thing she wrote, which I completely agree with, is no cell phones. Right. Get off the cell phones. Right. So you know you could even have a thing that when folks arrive, put your cell phone on a table or in a shoebox or something and pick it up on your way out. Or you can have a nephew run around and just snatch him out of people's hands when they go on him. Yeah. You could even offer him to, you know, pay a dollar to him yeah. or something, get him highly motivated to do this. Or you could call me, my son's for hire. He would love to run around <laughs> and snatch people's cell phones out of their hand. <laughs> and he could go to college on the money he would make this on Thanksgiving this year. Yes. And you would have a better Thanksgiving. I would. And it seemed like, you know, talking about the technology, and I agree, we were doing those things. I remember playing, you know, Star would be a chance to play Star Wars toys with some of my, you know, cousins that were still into it when we were of the age to do that. Yeah, we'd hit the basement and play the Atari 2600. We'd be playing the E.T. and the adventure game with the cousins and, you know, right. hanging out and, and then watching football and the whole Thanksgiving thing in America. Right. Know. And now we sound like grumpy old men, unlike today, where it seems like we have so much technology that folks don't necessarily have these communal experiences of, playing a shared video game or watching football together even because they can mm-hmm. be on their iPad yeah, or iPhone. Yeah. or I, Yeah, I've noticed that about Thanksgiving is that everybody's on their phone, yeah. checking things, disconnection. I don't yeah. like it. So uh, number two, nobody counted carbs. Yeah. You, just, you were just a glutton. And, and yeah, and, you know, and I will add to that too, and thinking about the Tofurky discussion, that um, I don't remember uh, anyone being a vegetarian or vegan in the 1980s. I'm sure they existed. They, they existed, but we didn't care. I don't remember any in my house or right. our family. Well, once again, politically correct didn't exist in the 80s. So if someone showed up and they were a vegan, you just hit them in the face with a turkey leg. <laughs> and eat said, this. Eat something. Eat this or go hungry. Yeah. Or go home. <laughs> Such a sensitive time in <laughs> yeah. the 1980s. All right. So moving on. Number three. Yeah. Our parents or grandparents prepared the feast. Which I completely agree with because my grandparents cooked everything. Yeah, and also, do you remember if um, you had to help? Oh, I didn't help. Yeah, no. so well, you said you showed up and the food was ready. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my grandfather loved to cook, so. Yeah, yeah. again, I remember, it was def- definitely the elders for me. Yeah. My, my, you know, I had grandparents that had passed away by them, but, um, you know, aunts and uncles would mm-hmm. do it, yeah. 
Yeah, kids didn't cook anything. No, no. They just showed up and played games and entertained themselves. and Tried to keep distracted while uh, hungry. The only thing I would add to this list would be that the kids were told to stay away from the adults. Y- you know what? You're right. There's no mention of this on the kids about the kids' table. Mm-hmm. Do they have kids' tables anymore? I'm trying to think. We've, we've celebrated Thanksgiving with friends recently, and yeah, we had a kids' table. I think most people have a kids' table. Yeah, so that's not an 80s exclusive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually just a thing to allow you to uh, enjoy yourself more as an adult, I suppose. Uh, I think it has more to do with space at the big table. Well, that too. You, you have to earn that spot. you got to kill off a relative or maim them somehow, <laughs> put them in the hospital. <laughs> I just need this one aunt or uncle so, to pass away, and then yeah. I'm moving up. If, uh, if you want to get to the big table before Thanksgiving this year, you're going to have to um, find out their peanut allergies and stuff this like that. This is a really dark show. Between uh, likening our 80s... Well, once again, the pilgrims were kind of dark, exactly. too. So. So, yeah, I'm just sticking with the... You're hitting people in the face with, with uh, turkey legs. I'm just sticking to reality here. But wasn't, I mean, it wasn't about the kids' table versus adult table that, you know, as an adult, you don't really... You, you spend a lot of time with your kids. Mm-hmm. Finally, you can talk to someone your age about something you're interested in, and they like to see each other, too. They don't want to hear right. about, you know, whatever. Yeah, kids want to talk about kids' stuff. Yeah. So it works out. So that's a timeless thing. Until you're in that gray area. Where you're oh. in between the two tables, and you're like, man, I'm sitting with my five-year-old cousin. Yes. I do remember that, right. Yeah. And finally, you get invited over. It's like a major graduation <laughs> going to the big table on Thanksgiving. Looking back at the little kids waving. Yes. See ya. There's tears. <laughs> and that's you Don't walking go. towards the table. <laughs> tears of joy. Tears of joy. <laughs> All right. So Thanksgiving dinner was a labor of love because we had more time. You know, I didn't really understand her point there only because... The dinner takes as much time as it takes, so... Well, I think her point was is, is we got there, and we yeah. just hung out all day. Okay, There yes. wasn't a need to rush off. Right. People because, arrived earlier. Yes, because you had to go do something else for sports or right. you know, preparing for the next day or Black Friday bullshit. Or like you're saying, you, you arrived, the food was ready, but you probably right. hung out after. You yeah. Didn't, you know, you stuck we around there for all a while. Day. Yeah. And uh, the food is the next one. Basically, she points out that it was... Uh, once again, just whatever you wanted to cook, you cooked. There was no rules. Do you remember uh, were any of the foods that you ate at Thanksgiving from a can? Of course. Yes. The, the cranberry thing. Yeah. Cranberries. I remember, I think, green beans out of a can. Everything came out of a can. The corn. Yeah. Uh, and it seems today, well, not today, you know. So today we're more aware of what happens when you eat stuff huh. out of a can. You really? might not be aware. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even entirely positive. Mostly my wife just stresses these things <laughs> in our house where we eat, try to eat things out of jars if they're, you know, preserved at all. Yeah, because um, jars are better than cans. But some, well, it's something about the metal. What, what, they're not really made out of tin anymore. We talk about tin cans, but they're you made out of something else. You can't have heavy metal Aluminum? without metal. Okay, so there you go. And how else would you get your heavy metal? It starts metals? with your corn. <laughs> your metal starts with your corn? Yeah. With your canned corn? Mm-hmm. Didn't have to come out of a jar. No. Just cook what you want. Yeah, and uh, I was going to try to think of this. I can't think of any 80s-specific types of food. I mean, most, except for, like we said, you might have eaten more things out of cans then because we were less concerned about those kinds of things. But um, there wasn't any 80s-specific kinds of food. We still, you know... Probably put marshmallows on sweet potatoes and yeah. bacon and string bean string beans yeah. together. So her next point, we didn't have to do any of the work, which obviously we already talked about. We yeah, just, you just show by, by nature we happen to be younger in the eighties, so there yeah, were so we didn't little have, expectations. Yeah, they didn't expect anything from kids in the eighties. Uh, yeah, I don't remember cleaning up, setting no. plates. Nope, you ate and then you left. You disappeared. Yeah. And it seemed like the adults were happy for that, too. Again, along those lines of the kids' table, keeping yeah, the kids did. out of the adult stuff. They didn't want us anywhere near them. Yeah. 
And number seven, the stores were closed and Black Friday wasn't on steroids. When did Black Friday start? I don't know. I did not look it up, but I can tell you this. I've actually had to go out on Thursday, Thanksgiving. Like, after dinner now, I went out to chase down a TV at Walmart. This is on a Thursday on Thanksgiving itself? On Thanksgiving. I left to go and get the Black Friday special because that's how it works now. I got to Walmart. They gave me a coupon or thing to say, come back and get it after Thanksgiving because we're all out. I came back. They said, hey, we're going to give you $100 off another TV. And I said, no, get me your boss. Right. So she gets me that boss. And then that boss tells me the same thing. I said, no, you get me your boss. (laughs) And then that boss is walking down the aisle, and she can hear me still arguing with the employees. And I said, I am not leaving here until I get a $100 TV. And I saw the look on her face when she was walking up, and she just goes, call in the back, get him the next size TV, and just bring it up here. Wow. So they bring me the TV. It's now a smart TV. Right. Worth way more than... That's not the giant one you have in your living room. No, no. This is one of the upstairs in the bedroom. So she brings it to me, and she goes, will this make you happy? And now I have four. I have four people in the chain of command. And I just keep saying, I will go all the way to corporate until I get a $100 TV. So I got my smart TV. It was like a 32-inch or whatever at that time for 100 bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. So, but it took a lot of arguing. I'll tell you that right now. Right. And they could tell. I'm sure, Look, I could tell. I'm sure they were, could tell you really weren't leaving. Yeah, they could tell I'd hunkered down. I'd actually brought like a lawn chair. I'm like sitting now. <laughs> You're uh, tailgating. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm tailgating. I have, like, friends now showing up. So, you know, I guess I can agree, of course. I don't remember anybody doing any shopping on Thanksgiving, so I can agree there was no shopping right. on Thanksgiving. Black Friday, I, stores were probably open on Friday still. I, I don't know the history of it. I'm trying to look real quickly. It looks like there's been those kinds of sales for a long time. Yeah, but I don't believe in the 80s people were getting killed over action figures or any of the crap that's gone on lately. Probably not killed, but if you remember, we did have some of those toy crazes like well, Cabbage Patch dolls. Were we sh- did, but a traditional fist fight, hockey style in a department <laughs> store would happen. But I actually, I read something, I don't remember exactly what year it happened, but somebody did get killed on Black Friday over oh, yeah. shopping. I think not too long and ago. Looters and everything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, right. And we didn't have the benefit, or I say benefit, maybe the unfortunate ability to be able to videotape these things on our phones and then post them on the internet. So you see these terrible videos of... Oh, yes, yes. And that reminds me, if you're going to be out on Black Friday uh, using your phone, turn it sideways to (laughs) make sure the video is quality. Right. No one wants to see your uh, portrait video. No. Landscape. Come on now. Act like a professional. 16 by 9. That sums up that article. Yeah, I know. Thank you. And that was helpful. So thank you to uh, Katie Billingham. Binging, Bingingham, Katie Binging Smith. Oh boy, Bingingham Smith. Katie Binging Bing. Bung. I'm so shitty. You with know, names, this is man. great that this is already like a tease of you screwing up other people's names. I'm gonna nail that thing. But I did say her name correctly at the beginning, so I don't feel it's, too bad. It's Katie Bingham. Binging, Bingham, Bingham Smith. Smith. Katie Bingham from Smith. Scary yes. Mom. And the, and the article that Ray's talking about is actually from GrownAndFlown.com. Thanksgiving. Why the things, uh, seven reasons Thanksgiving is better in the 80s. And, you know, I'm going to add some things to this list as far as, again, these are based on recollections. Um, did you watch the parade as a kid growing up? Oh, I loved the parade as a kid. And there's one float that I would wait for every year. Okay. Hmm. I can't. It Was it an 80s character? No. I'm going to say Snoopy. Underdog. Under, of course. Underdog, I think, flew again recently. Yeah, he I, did. Though, he came back recently. Yeah. I, was, I looked to see if uh, on the list of what's floats they're going to have this year, or balloons. Mm-hmm. 
and none of them were any 80s characters. Now, I don't know if the <laughs> list... This That's is the, ridiculous. This is the official... Because we've seen them in the past, you know, yeah. for years. Uh, this is the official list off of the Macy's site. So I, the list seems kind of short. So there may be... Maybe they don't put them all there. And maybe it was even a list of the newer ones or, you know... Um, but I was a little disappointed at that. But yeah, I guess and that's not a specific '80s thing. But certainly, we still like we still like watching the parade or having an arm while we're cooking our meals. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some things again. These maybe these are '80s things to me because I don't do them anymore, and our kids don't do them. And not, I, it would be different. But um, in the 1980s, around Thanksgiving time, either Thanksgiving Day or the day after, there were certain movies on TV that yes. we would watch. So there's oh, a couple in my mind. And there's one in mind that you probably didn't have, but in the East Coast, it was big. So what do you remember watching? Um, from the time I was probably five years old to this day, yep. I have watched the 1933 King Kong movie, The Week of Thanksgiving. Wow. That is my all-time favorite movie, and I will be watching that this week. But we've also added, my daughter, a few years ago, we added Ferris Bueller to really? the list. Yes. Why, why do you associate that with Thanksgiving? Um, because that was the first time I watched it with her was okay. around Thanksgiving. So now it's part of the tradition. So now we do King Kong and Ferris oh, Bueller for, cool. for Thanksgiving. And you said you were watching uh, King Kong since you were five. So it must have been on television? Originally, it was on television every year for some unknown reason. Right. And then eventually, we got it on VHS and continued the tradition. So it's just a constant moving forward. Now we do it on DVD. I see. That's cool. So the the ones I was thinking of, um, one that I think a lot of people have, because I think it was pretty much throughout the nation, was The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's another big one. It's usually shown on TV on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, the the movie, though, that I think that, I don't think it was, it's nationwide. And my research, it seems like it was pretty localized to the New York area was, is the movie March of the Wooden Soldiers, which is a Laurel and Hardy movie from the 1930s. Um, and, um, it was called some different things originally in a different countries, but, um, the, uh, station there, WPIX in, in, out of New York city, when I was a kid and through the probably, so through the seventies and, and on, I don't know when it started, it might've started before that show March of the Wooden Soldiers. And in my research, it showed as of, as of this year, they, they're, um, still run it. They still run it. Um, but, um, I have it on DVD. So much like you, if I can get my car- my, my camera, <laughs> if I can get my, my kids rather to sit down and do one thing all together, I try to get them to do it. It's been a few years. Um, they probably mm-hmm. don't remember it, but, um, that was a big one for me as a kid. And, yeah. and a, uh, in a connection with that, I remember <clears throat> somebody making, so we eat, you know, eat, eat a big Thanksgiving dinner, et cetera, et cetera. But I still remember someone in our family would make Jiffy pop when movie, when we were watching a movie. Ah, yeah, you got to have popcorn for a movie. Yeah. I that's, love it. that's a law in the state of Ohio. So I don't want you to get arrested now that you live here. Yeah. So if you if you sit down to watch a movie, you better have popcorn. It's not going to be a problem because I love I love popcorn, and I agree. There's always room for popcorn, and it's organic. Well, I, I don't know. We, that, it's true. It depends. Well, okay. It's One hundred percent true. <clears throat> I'm gonna let that go. You know, yeah, they sell it at Aldi's. It's organic. Oh, Aldi's. Well, okay, popcorn. But yes, there is organic popcorn. Yes. Not all popcorn <laughs> is organic. And well, I think the distinction is if you use pesticides to grow your corn, then it can't be considered organic anymore. I don't know about that. Well, whatever. This is a whole other... I don't that, know. You're, you're tangenting again. Completely off the rails at yeah. this point. But there is a third movie that I'm going to now add to our tradition. Okay. Um, the greatest Thanksgiving movie of all time yeah. is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That is a really good one. And I have... I just watched it again yesterday. Yep. So I have decided that, boom, the third movie... Because you have to have a trilogy in all series. Mm-hmm. I'm adding that as the third movie. Okay. So that movie came out in the 1980s. Uh, 87, I believe. So we can claim that as ours. Now, yep. 
Do you remember what that movie's rated? Uh, I think PG. It is rated R. Is it really? It is rated R because Steve Martin says the F oh, word 18 right. times <laughs> yeah. in a row. He actually says it while he's trying to get the ticket. Yes. Because well, they stranded him out in the parking lot. He's trying to get a rental car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had a rental car, and well, it wasn't there. It, yes. And then the bus left him, and he comes back, <laughs> right. and he just goes on, a, on what we would all do in that, maybe not you, but if I was in that yes. situation, that's exactly how I would have <laughs> reacted. 18 times. 18 F-bombs. And I laughed 18 times in a row. And, and of course, the, the capper is, you know, he's speaking to actress Edie McClure, who's in some other John Hughes movies. Yeah. She always plays a very proper she, person. Yeah. She's the secretary in uh, First Bueller. Bueller. She, of course, has the final F-word. Yeah. <laughs> so she's doubling down on my uh, Thanksgiving tradition now. So I was thinking about um, watching that film with my kids, you know, my oldest, I'm not worried about, but my nine-year-old, you know, she's still fairly insulated from the F word. She could handle one here and there. There's been some movies or, you know, we've taken her to see Hamilton. I think they dropped one in Hamilton. Yeah. 18 in a row. I think I'm going to get a question about well, what does that word mean? My seven-year-old will laugh hysterically during that part because <laughs> I don't doubt it. he's, uh, <laughs> he's different. So yeah. don't you think that might encourage him though? Then I know you might have a struggle with, you know, well, once again, though, by the time I was nine yeah. me and all my friends were dropping F bombs and sure. But in so, front of adults, well, no, that doesn't happen to you. Like 13, right. When you're testing the boundaries. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's just getting a head start. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he knows what that word is already. It's not even a matter of that. It's I guess a matter of whether, you know, he can control himself in front of the right people. Well, you just, you have to exp- you have to be a, a parent and teach your children what's appropriate. You know, my oldest not this is this is about Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, once again, my son will nutshot people at yes. Thanksgiving if you does give he, him half a chance. And does he So, you know, so the the son you're trying to hire out <laughs> to collect phones, FYI, yeah. bonus. Bonus He's, for when he snatches their phone, he will yes. nutshot them. And since it's Thanksgiving, he calls it the nutcracker. <laughs> He's a little nutcracker. He's just warming up for Christmas. I was going to say, well, my oldest daughter started experimenting with bad words. Yeah. I said to her, look, they're just words, but, you know. Yeah, but, absolutely. But I said to her, you got to know, there's certain words you could say in front of me and your friends. You can't say in front of grandma. <laughs> yeah, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. <laughs> and fold them is also an F word. Yep. That's great how you brought that right around. Yeah. There were a number of uh, animation specials that came out in the 80s for Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, there I, were. I didn't recall. Oh, well, I only recall one of them. I looked <laughs> yeah. at this list. I looked at the same list, most yeah. likely, and I don't remember any of these except for Charlie Brown. Me too. This, is, Amer- this is America, Charlie Brown, the mm-hmm. Mayflower Voyagers. I don't remember Kubert's Thanksgiving for the memories. No clue. There was a really creepy looking Pooh Corner one that with puppets, yeah. and I got to look oh, that up. Man. I just want to see what that was. But there is something that I think you will remember. Okay. From Thanksgiving in the 80s. Every school did a play hmm. where half the kids were pilgrims and half the kids okay. were Indians. Yeah, that seems familiar. And for me, the highlight of this thing was begging to be an Indian okay. because you got to cut the brown paper bag into a vest. <laughs> I can, I've never seen that, but I can picture it. Oh, my God. It is awesome. <laughs> that's what you would wear as a costume, you mean, Yeah, right? <laughs> that's how you made your Indian vest was the, the brown paper yes. bag. You cut it, and you made armholes, and boom. <laughs> I do remember the construction paper headband yes. and f- construction yeah, paper and the, feather. The, and the big paper hat for the pilgrims. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the construction paper <laughs> headdress. But I don't remember the, the uh, giant eagle brown paper bag <laughs> vest. Hey, wait a second. Oh, Giant Eagle could have been your name. It probably was. Uh, and I could say your Indian name because in the 1980s, that's 
Yeah, well, that's how. Yeah, we're an '80s show. So if you're we're smacking just, people with a turkey leg, you're still calling Native Americans Indians, correct? And 80s. we're just trying to be historically c- correct on what oh. we talk about for the '80s, which requires us to be uh, insensitive, uncouth. <laughs> Very good. Should we uh, thank some people? Yeah, let's go ahead and, and thank some people because I am out of topics yep. that I can remember from the '80s. <laughs> so I'm going to thank the listeners first. And yeah. as always, Will is no help on this other than printing out the it's, list. Yeah, it's just fun. Because he likes to laugh at me because I don't always say the names correctly. So here we go. Are you ready? And these are folks who, just so everybody knows, we have a, we have a lot of followers, supporters, listeners that we're grateful for every single one of you. But not everybody wants their names necessarily set out in, in public on the podcast. These are folks who said, yes, it's okay for us to thank them on air. So, All right, here we go. Nancy Shrek, Sean Murray, Michael Donahue, John Moran. Darla Sheel Johnson, John Henderson, Craig Coletta, Dan Calascabetti, <laughs> Joe on. Indigent. You had so long to remember and prepare. I don't know. Did okay. I get it right? No. What is it? Next time. Calascabetti. It's this, It's like science. The, the C isn't hard? No, think about like science. You have huh. an S-C-I together, like in science. Calascabetti? Yeah, there you go. Uh, nah, I'm going to just keep saying Think it. about science. I'm going to stick with Calascabetti because it sounds more Italian. It makes him sound more dangerous. Mm. Okay. Maybe, he, yeah. Like he would come to my house and wake me up and be like. There's a Calascabetti at the door, Dad. Right, yeah. Says you owe money. But that's a hell of a lot closer than it was last time. Now, again, we're an 1880s show, so I can stereotype an Italian person as. And, and once again, I actually, Dan is a personal friend, so he's not going to get all crazy and actually come and kill me in my sleep. I don't know so. that. Hmm. I hope not. And so, and then also this year, you know, we, our show is only what? We're going on four months old, I guess? Actually, I think your your memory's kind of flawed there okay. because I think we're on like six or seven months now. Is that right? Yeah. We started, we started, started in July. June. Oh, we started in June? Yeah. So if you oh. count them off on your little fingers like I did. Say July, August, September, October, November. Five months. It's like five or six months we've been doing this thing. All right. So in five months, we've had a number of guests and other folks who've appeared on the show, and we're grateful mm-hmm. for them as well. Yep, so here we go. The Brunswick 80s guy, Alex Ambrose, who was re-elected to that position, by the way. Is that right? Yes. Uncontested? Uncontested. Uh, Greg Faketic, Chris Foreman, Mike Gedeon, Dave Tomar, Dr. Michael Brett, David Cohen, former Congressman Zach Space, Mike Clark, Brett Thornsberry, Jen Spady, Shane Boyd, Hoche Anderson, uh, Peter Felicia... Close enough. <laughs> yeah. But it's Felicia, like, it's Felicia, like, <laughs> Felicia. You're getting worse. <laughs> it's like Patricia. Felicia. There you go. I had it too, and I you looked did. at it the Before first Before the time. show you did, yeah. But now I'm reading, and you know, reading's hard. It's fundamental, but hard. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Kevin Matson, Yuri Lowenthal, Jamie from the Central Ohio Ghostbusters, Scott from Ohio Time Machine Rental, Honky Tonk Man, Claudia Wells, Brandon Masulo and Don Ape. Yeah. There's a lot of folks in, the, in five months. Yeah, and I would say I, I nailed it like 90% that Yes. Time. Last time was awful. You guys, I think they made up names last time. <laughs> well, it was their Facebook name, so it could be. Some of those names had like six consonants in a row on those names. Mm. Yes, there were harder ones than that last time. So that's it. We are especially thankful for being able to do this show and yeah. all the folks that are behind us, helping us, supporting us, listening. Yep, we love coming to the Rumpus Room and doing the show for everybody, and not just for everybody, but for ourselves, too, because it's a super lot of fun. So uh, have a great Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. And we'll talk to you next time on The Idiots. See ya. See ya.